The Oklahoma City Thunder lose Will Dawkins to the Washington Wizards. How does that impact the OKC Thunder? Plus, does Ryan Repair fit in at pick number 12? All this and more coming up on today's Locked on Thunder podcast. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles. you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we are discussing Ryan Repair as we roll on with our NBA Draft profile series also will dockings departs from okc how does that impact the thunder in this draft and beyond thank you so much to everyone who makes this show your first listen every single morning every single day we're here for you talking thunder basketball today's show is brought to you by game time download the game time app create your account and use the code locked in nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed let's get into the show will dockings departs for Washington, he will be the number two executive behind Mike uh, Winger, who also was from Sam Presti's tree. Well, Dawkins was in OKC since 2008, worked his way up from being an intern all the way up to being what he ended up as, uh, the co-president of basketball operations with Rob Hennigan, who remains in Oklahoma City. It's a great opportunity for Will Dawkins. It appears that he will be the number two man behind Mike, and and they'll work together and and try to restore basketball in Washington. Uh, but as a reminder for what this means for OKC, I think that this kind of changes and and excites the Wizards fan base more so than impacts the Thunder, um, you know, sphere. The Thunder did go out and hire Vince Rossman last summer, if you remember, who was an excellent scout from Philadelphia, uh, is partly responsible, of course, for bringing in Isaiah Joe after he was cut by uh, the 76ers. He is a well-respected scout. He will, I'm sure, slide, if not literally in a, in a different title or just figuratively in the sense of like, uh, that's just how the things will go behind closed doors. But I think that he'll obviously see a huge boost and impact in this front office from last summer forward. Uh, so he can kind of seamlessly slide in uh, to the next chair left behind by Will Dawkins. Uh, I, I don't think that this matters too much for the Thunder, uh, but it does resonate very well in Washington. This is a great hire for Washington. Uh, Will Dawkins, of course, been preparing for this opportunity. Uh, so this is going to be awesome for them uh, to, to kind of have that opportunity to to shape the Wizards. With that being said, there was a leak that the Wizards would be looking to rebuild in a year or two. And you can kind of let your mind wander. What if the Wizards want to rebuild now or sooner than later? And maybe they want to accumulate some more assets. Would they be comfortable trading back? to 12 to gain additional assets as well as 12 a working relationship never hurts to have one now you have one in washington with, with their two top executives uh, working very closely with sam presti you have one in detroit with their top executive troy reaver of course formerly working very closely with sam presti that's all great uh, but again this is a fantastic thing for will dawkins 
for OKC, it doesn't necessarily impact them a ton. Obviously, you'd rather have uh, the the more the more kind of uh, uh, smart basketball minds in your front office, the better. But they do still have Rob Hennigan. They still do still have Sam Presti. They do still have Vince Rossman, who are all very very elite level executives uh, that can help this Thunder team continue their rebuild, continue to fill out this roster, and eventually, hopefully, uh, get over the hump. So that's kind of what it's like on the Thunder side. I went on the uh, Believe Wizards podcast and, and and was very excited for well on that podcast. Talked to them about kind of what to expect their rebuild to look like now with uh, Mike and with Will over there. This is fantastic, fantastic, fantastic news for Washington, but that doesn't mean it's bad news for OKC. So I, I think that they're that, that each side is all right in this transaction. Uh, let's dive into our Ryan Repair NBA draft profile. What a pre-draft process that this has been for Ryan Repair. At the start of this process, it looked as though he was, uh, you know, a slam dunk pairing at pick twelve for OKC, and now. You look up and down these draft boards and mock drafts, and he's kind of just clinging on to being a first-round prospect. So let's dive into what his game looks like, the strengths, the weaknesses, everything about his game. So he stands 6'6", 193, 7'2", wingspan, 19 years old, and he played for the New Zealand Breakers. He is an elite defender, but he's pretty one-dimensional. His strengths are, are highlighted by the fact that he is an incredible defender. He disrupts his opponents. He can annoy the opponent. He, he, he lives to torment the opposition. He has elite motor, elite heart, elite effort, elite intensity, which are the traits that make you a good defender along with that amazing frame. Again, this is a 6'6 guy who has a 7'2 wingspan who prides himself on defense, who, who, brings that intensity and, and, and effort every single day and engagement every single day. That is half the battle on the defensive end. He is long and lengthy, so he plays the passing lanes incredibly well, but not only the passing lanes. He is able to pickpocket oppositions, you know, poke the ball away, get steals. And if nothing else, when we talk about disrupting offenses, he is able to deflect a bajillion passes. He's able to, to disrupt a, a, a bajillion offensive possessions. And we talk about play finishers on offense defensively play enders the thunder have plenty of them so the appeal would be you look at Ryan repair here's a guy that is long lengthy can shut down uh you know top scores can can, can play incredible point of attack defense but also uh, deflecting the passing lanes poke steals and and spark you in transition uh, the 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 kind of benefit here is you have repair SGA Door. You have all these guys who deflect passes, and if nothing else, as that ball's ping-ponging around on the floor, you have a lot of guys who go get that ball on the floor and go dive for the ball, go go in their possession, and if you don't come up with the ball off the deflection, it ends it kind of in practice because because you've deflected the ball two times this possession, let's say. Now, you by the time you regain possession, if you're the offense, you only have like 10, 7, 5 seconds to work with. And you're going to be matched up with, more often than not, a high-level defender against Oklahoma City. So that's kind of the appeal for Ryan Repair. He is just this annoying, in-your-shirt defender. And I like it. I like what he brings on the defensive end. He's a really good athlete. 
but I just struggle to see what else he does well. And I don't know if there's necessarily a role for somebody who can only do one thing really well. So the, the defense is great. As a point of attack guy, to stay connected on your hip and just make life tough for you as an ISO scorer, to, to play the passing lanes, to help as a help side defender, to rotate extremely well. Like He checks all those boxes. He checks the heart, hustle, motor, effort boxes. He'll go dive on the ball, and he's a plus ball handler to where he can get those steals and spark transition for you, which is great. And he's a really, really, really good athlete. But if that's all you can do, how does that look in the modern you know, sphere of basketball, especially when you're picking at pick 12? So for his position, he's a plus ball handler. That's great. And I think he genuinely does understand spacing. I think he understands when to move. I think he understands where to move. I think he understands when to cut versus when to stay home, which is a skill. Like understanding when you have a lane to cut versus just cutting for no reason because you're athletic is a skill. And it helps your offense have spacing and look better. Whenever you get him in fast break as a ball handler, he can be a break starter. Despite the awful numbers, you know, scoring the ball, he is good at the free throw line, which is encouraging. But part of his strengths are his weaknesses. And we'll talk about those coming up on today's Locked on Thunder podcast. Talking about Ryan Repair, uh, could he be the 12th pick for OKC? We'll discuss that coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Game Time, folks. Game Time is awesome. Game Time is there for you because it's brilliant. You can get tickets there. Uh, buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, so let Game Time take away that stress with fast and easy-to-use uh, ticket service for sports, music, comedy, theater, all that near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets. It's their best prices guaranteed. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hype for the fun that you're going to have. What are some of the benefits of using the Game Time app? Let me tell you something. They have flash deals. They have last-minute tickets. Uh, they have easy-to-find and buy tickets to all kinds of events. They have images from your seat, so you can get the view and, and check it out and make sure it's the view that you want. They have the lowest prices guaranteed, event cancellation protection, even job loss prevention uh, protection. And, folks, you can just get it onto your phone. So you don't got to dig through emails or anything like that. It's right there, boom, on your phone. Scan it, go into your event, and have a lot of fun. Uh, check it out today because if you somehow do find a better deal, Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. You cannot lose by going to game time. When you do, download the game time app. Uh, use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off of your first purchase. When you download the game time app today, lest, uh, get, get last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We're here talking about Thunder basketball, and should Ryan Repair be the pick at pick 12 for the Oklahoma City Thunder? So let's circle back. Mentioned his strength is understanding space, is, is spatially aware in the half-court offense. He knows when to cut, how to cut, where to cut, when to stay home. However, despite understanding that, can you truly provide space without a jump shot? 
If you're shooting 31% from three and you have no gravity, what good does understanding what to do provide you? If your defender can just sag off of you and cramp the paint for a team that loves to cut and get downhill, what good does understanding where to stand to if you're not respected out there? If you're not somebody who garners attention. So that positive turns into a negative, or if nothing else, a wash. He's a smooth ball handler. I like his ball handling ability for a guy who's 6'6 with a 7'2 wingspan. But he's not a scorer. He can't create his own shot. So again, that strength is very limited. Even with his frame, he shies away from contact. He doesn't finish through contact very well. And he's a, he's a fine shooter at the rim. Like he, he makes half his shots at the rim. It's not as though he's just this extraordinary rim finisher. So I struggle to see how he impacts the game offensively. And if you can't impact the game offensively, what is your role in the modern NBA? I'm not sure where you put him offensively to succeed. If you stick him in the corner, that, that crams everyone else. Can you put him in the dunker spot? Well, he doesn't like contact and he doesn't, you know, he finishes at a, at a good level at the rim, but not like an elite level at the rim. So like, what do you do with him on that end of the floor? Unless he takes this unreal shooting leap, this will be a, 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 a cause of concern for a very long time. Not to mention, you wonder what the learning curve is like in the NBA, which I'm less concerned about. I, I, I think that his defense will translate. I know that, that he'll have to learn how to play more games in the NBA. There'll be better talent in the NBA. Uh, he'll have to learn kind of how to get into the ebbs and flows of a rotation in the NBA because he's, he's going to be a player where uh, he's not going to be, I don't think, locked into X amount of minutes a game. Uh, but I, I think that that's all fine. I think that he can do that. I think that he's mature enough to do that. I think that you, you look and he has people around him who have been through professional basketball and understand this stuff. Uh, I don't worry about that. I think that he'll translate defensively to the NBA. I think that he'll be one of the best defenders on your team. And I say that on your team as in any team that drafts him. He'll be one of the best defenders. But the problem is, how do you get him on the floor if he cannot, if he cannot help you offensively? And in fact, most of the time he's going to hurt you. And just hurt you by the sheer fact of, you don't know what to do with them. So everything to me about Ryan repairs game kind of, kind of sits on his shooting because even just becoming a league average shooter where you can't just sit on the block, whenever he's on the corner, even that with his savviness as a cutter allows you to, to kind of play him on the offensive end and find a role from the offensive end while he plays such elite defense. So it's just tough to find the strengths besides that defense. That defense, though, is such an elite tool. It, it is a one-of-one one tool to me. So pick your poison, fight your battles, whatever you want to say here. But again, I mean, his, his dad was the captain of the French national team. His sister was a first-round pick in the WNBA. Like He's going to know how to play professional basketball. He's playing it in the NBL with the Breakers, uh, which is where uh, Usman Jang was playing. Similarly enough to Usman Jang, by the way, he suffered a broken wrist last November. Uh, Usman Jang, of course, has had two wrist injuries. 
uh, but the, the, the two first Mojang have been unrelated, but they, they were two that happened this last calendar year. So take that for what it's worth. The synergy numbers for Ryan Repair. 36 percentile overall offense. 41st percentile in transition. 29th percentile in half-court offense. 23rd percentile as a spot-up shooter. 51st percentile as a pick-and-roll ball handler. That's good. 43rd percentile on uh, handoffs. 35th percentile on... Uh, you know, curling off screens, shot 32% on catch and shoot jumpers, shot 23% on dribble jumpers, and then made 56% of his shots at the rim. So 56% at the rim uh, is good. Can't take that away from him. It's good. But when you don't do anything else well, it's 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 not exactly where we want to be, especially whenever you're shying away from contact, not wanting to finish down there with the trees. Uh, below average on layups, only made 52% of his layups. Uh, his runners only connected at a 32% clip offensively. So that's his offensive numbers from synergy defensively on synergy 30. Uh, I'm sorry, 73rd percentile in overall defense, 73rd percentile in half court defense, 65th percentile in pick and roll ball handlers, defending them a 90th percentile in defending spot up shooters, 72nd percentile in defending jump shooters, uh, 64th percentile in defending at the rim. So when you look at Ryan repair, it, it's easy to see where he pops and where he doesn't and where he kind of lacks behind the issue is the pathway for him to overcome these negatives i think is pretty tough i think it'd be a, a pretty tough path now he's only 19 years old he has the time and if he goes to the right development system you, you will talk yourself into it and the thunder are one of those development systems that you know you don't ever want to second guess and they have the time to try to nurture and develop and slow play you know, a guy like repair, but you're banking on him to have a dramatic overhaul to his offensive game, specifically his jump shot and results shooting the basketball. His availability, according to mock drafts, the ringer has him at 21, ESPN at 19, Athletic at 26, Bleacher Report at 28, CBS at 26, Draftman at 27, Tankathon at 22, Yahoo at 22, uh, Sports Illustrated at 22. I have him at 30. Mavs Draft has him at 28. Let's talk ceiling. Let's talk floor. Let's talk NBA comps. And more specifically, let's talk his Thunder fit in this draft. All coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Make sure you subscribe across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode, including on YouTube. Let me know who you want the next NBA draft profile to be on as we continue our draft dash to the playoffs. And we're going to do a mailbag podcast, so drop below your questions on YouTube and on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. So a lot to get to. Podcast every single day from now until the draft, including weekends. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on YouTube and on your podcasting platforms. So Ryan Repair, what is his ceiling in his floor? I think that the ceiling for Ryan Repair is this all-defensive mastermind who is well-regarded and well-respected and, and nearly undisputed. It's, it's tough to... Um, get consensus on anything in the NBA sphere and in life in general, uh, but nearly regarded as for sure one of the best defenders in the NBA. It's all defensive. Great. 
that's his ceiling that hits 35% of his threes and, and is playable offensively. That's his absolute ceiling. To me, his floor is a defensive ace that, that has minutes due to his undeniable defensive prowess, but his offensive limitations hurt him and, 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 and reduce the minute loads that he can handle. So take that for what it's worth. The NPA comps I think would be kind of funny to explore would be, is there something here with like his ceiling is like Andre, but his floor is Terrence Ferguson. Like Ferguson had some great moments and flashes and pops defensively and played some good defense. And it felt like he was a good three point shooter during certain spurts and stretches of his career. But then you go back and look at the averages and he just wasn't a good three point shooter, but it felt differently than Andre a little bit in terms of shooting the basketball. Who knows? Uh, NBA comps are bad, terrible, hard to come up with, uh, hard to hard to get perfect. And in fact, I don't think that many comps are very good at all. So there you have it. Let me know who you think the comp is for uh, Ryan Repair and these draft prospects. So how does he fit with the Thunder? I think that you're hoping that his future role, if you draft him at 12, would be like a fifth starter who is just this elite defender and is, is enough of a spacer to, to allow the other four to operate and to let the other four carry the load offensively. I think in, in, in practice, you'd have to bank on, hey, this is a guy that's like the eighth man in your rotation, you know, seventh man in your rotation, something like that. And you put him in because he's a, he's a defensive ace. And then throughout his career, he'll pick up the tag of X stopper. Like, you know, like, like maybe throughout his career, he has a ton of success defending Luca. He's like a Luca stopper or has a ton of success to find defending jaw. He's a jaw stopper. You, you know, the defenders that, that, you know, aren't superstars, aren't even necessarily all defensive team type of players, but they get the tag of X stopper. Maybe, uh, maybe repair can kind of be that. That's kind of what you'd be banking on. I think a rotational fit for this season. I, I think that you'd be hoping it can go on the Usman Jang plan. Had Usman Jang stayed healthy. Like we remember Usman Jang, Got some minutes in the NBA, played primarily in the G League, and had some opportunities, had some flashes. That, that flash in Atlanta was fantastic offensively. Uh, he had the possession where he just rips the ball away from Steph Curry defensively uh, in that same season. Like you, you would hope that it would look like that only without the break of the injury uh, for, for this upcoming season. Roster impact-wise, look, you, you, you'd be looking at Lindy Waters as a guy who you uh, to create roster spots and to create roster space. You'd, you'd kind of decline his option to take care of uh, repair because that's the easiest mechanism to open up a roster spot. But also because, you know, if, if you're looking at a guy who's going to take like 10 minutes a game here and there, you'd be giving those 10 minutes instead to a guy who just drafted 12th overall, in my opinion. So uh, I hope that's not the case because we all love Lindy waters, but that's just the business of the NBA. Uh, why the thunder should take them. The, I mean, the only reason why you would take them is it if they believe that they can truly get his jump shot to a to a serviceable level? If there's even a shadow of a doubt that you could do that, then you should not take him. And if you listen to yesterday's podcast, you know I'm not a repair fan. I think that there's going to be so much more value on the board at pick twelve that it'd be that it would be a very 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 tough sell at pick number 12. But we just laid it out there. That's the case for and against uh, Rand Repair. What would it be for you? Would you like this pick as a Thunder fan? Would you dislike this pick? 
Would you talk yourself into this pick? Is this a pick where it would be the rare case where you couldn't even talk yourself into it? What are you thinking? Let me know uh, on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles on the YouTube comment section down below and anywhere else you get your podcast from folks subscribe to the show because every day we're talking Thunder basketball. We are talking about the NBA draft. Who should be our next NBA draft profile mailbag podcast up next subscribe, subscribe, subscribe till tomorrow. Be good and be good to one another.